Yo, what is up, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the Big Four Podcast. My name is Luke Spring, and I'm with your usual, Nick, Brian, and Andrew. Yes, I switched it up this time. Nick goes first. But how are you guys doing? Good. I'm pretty terrific. Doing good. Terrific. Doing great. Doing great. That's good. Great. Love to hear from Brian. Yeah, we're shipping off Brian uh, on Thursday. Peace out. <laughs> My quarterback. We, we'll, we'll have to we'll have to record that episode probably on on Friday night. Brian oh, facts, facts. Different background facts. to his Zoom. Different for, background. Everything. Maybe my jail cell cinder block room. 10 by okay. 10. Okay. I don't even okay. know what the measurements are, but who knows? The bars on the windows. Yeah. But today. <laughs> to the window. I'm sure I have a big window. That's a plus. Today, we have a super special episode with a super special guest, Nesson's very own Tom Karen. Take it away, us. Uh, today, ladies and gentlemen, we are interviewing none other than Nesson's own Tom Karen. Tom, thank you for joining us. How you doing? Good. Great, Luke. Thanks for asking. How thank you guys you. doing? Great. great. <laughs> doing great. Fantastic. And, you know, I know that you just got out of a nice little Zoom with Adam Montavino. How did that go? That was good. Yeah, he's an interesting guy. You know, uh, a couple of years ago after the uh, Red Sox won it all in 2018, he was a guy that I really thought would fit uh, everything the Red Sox were looking for to, to, to bolster the bullpen. Uh, Kimbrell was, was you know, on his way out, as we know, uh, and, and I thought Ottavino would be great. He went to New York, uh, had a 1.90 ERA and 73 appearances that year in 2019. So he was really good. Was not really good last year. His ERA was over five. But if you look at, at last year, for Adam Ottavino, uh, it all comes down to one game. In yeah. Buffalo, yep. when Toronto was in Buffalo, he gave up six runs, four hits, a couple walks, a homer, didn't get a guy out. Uh, you, you don't get a mulligan uh, on your ERA, but if there was a mulligan ERA, if you could take the one bad hole out, out uh, he'd have a pretty good year. It'd be under three. So uh, they get a younger guy along with him, Frank German, uh, German uh, 23-year-old uh, reliever probably at the major league level he's been a starter at the minors uh, 98 mile an hour fastball so it fits in high and bloom's plan if you're going to make a deal something that helps you now which is Ottavino, something that helps you in the long run which is the prospect that's fantastic that's great that's great analysis right there that's perfect that's also <laughs> it's a what great, i do a great segue <laughs> into what you do and that is you know we know you work with nasa we know you work uh, very closely with the Red, Red Sox. So I'll start with this. What's like your favorite aspect of working so closely to the Red Sox? Do you have any, made any fun memories along the way? Oh, yeah. Well, I got a lot of fun memories along the way. I've uh, been doing it a long time. I've uh, been in Nesson 25 years now. And, uh, you know, uh, I've done a lot of different things there. was on the Bruins for a long time before becoming part of the Red Sox broadcast in 02. Uh, I was the first sideline reporter for, for Nesson. They had never had a sideline reporter for baseball. So I was the first to do that in 02 and 03. And then in 04, I became the the host uh, in studio, which was a pretty good time to do it. They won the World Series. 86-year uh, curse came to an end. Uh, and the rest is history. So uh, it's... Uh, it's been a wild ride, no doubt about that. Uh, I've been I've been around for for some craziness. Uh, that 04 team, we could go for the rest of your half hour mm-hmm. on on some of the the you know Manny and and Pedro and 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 Derek Lowe and Kevin Millar. Uh, they had characters all over the place. Uh, David Ortiz, obviously Johnny Damon, uh, just uh, a wild bunch of guys. I think you had to be a little bit crazy. Uh, to come back from a 3 nothing deficit against the Yankees. Nobody had ever come back from a 3 nothing deficit in the playoffs before in baseball history. But 
but they did obviously. Um, Manny, we could just talk about Manny for the half hour. Uh, great Manny moments. My my two favorites were uh, I, well. First of all, one of my my claims to fame is I don't know how many people you're ever going to have on the show who have gotten a wet willy from Manny Ramirez, but I uh, I, I got at, at an airport. He snuck up behind me and gave me a wet willy for some reason. Congrats. Uh, thank you. So I, I've got that going for me. Uh, yeah, uh, Manny, you know, my two favorite Manny moments uh, were the one uh, in, in Baltimore where he uh, went up and got a ball off the hop against the wall. While he was up against the wall, he high-fived a fan and then threw the guy out as he tried to get back to first base. Uh, he actually caught the ball in the air and doubled the guy up, high-fived him, though, before throwing. And then, uh, and then the great moment was when he cut off Johnny Damon from about 50 feet away. Uh, Johnny was turning from center field to throw it. Manny was right over there laid out. and just dove and laid out <laughs> and cut him off. Uh, and I asked him about that a couple of years ago. I got inducted into the Red Sox Hall of Fame and, uh, and, and I do the interviews for that. And uh, he was great. He just said, well, you know, it kind of looked in like it was a big secret. He goes, well, you know, Johnny can't throw. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's Manny. I'll tell you, I'll tell you the best, best Manny story. Don't get me go. Manny, best Manny story of all time. Okay. Uh, he, he go, gets sent to Pawtucket for the first time, and he was injured, and he was rehabbing there. And, and you know, I don't know if you guys have ever been to McCoy Stadium. It's yeah. not exactly yeah. Fenway Park. Uh, so uh, he's in the locker room, and a player walks in and says, who left the Bentley running with the door open out in the parking lot? <laughs> and Manny goes, oh, that's, that's me. Uh, the guy will get it. And they're like, there ain't no guy. <laughs> you know, there's, guys. there's a lot of guys who want to take your car. Uh, so anyway so there you go yeah just manny stories for days uh it's been a great ride it's been fun being around uh the red Sox because they are always interesting whether they're good or bad whether they make you happy or drive you nuts they're always interesting yeah yeah and um you so you mentioned manny a ton right there a lot of manny stories and that kind of segues into what i wanted to ask you was you know you've been there for now you said 25 years a lot a lot of years a lot of players is there any player that you've had you know a strong relationship with even even while they're uh, retired into retirement yeah that's a that's a great question i it's just, some of them have come into studio right i mean like i covered tim wakefield i've been doing it long enough that when i started tim wakefield was pitching now he's with me in studio. Um, so we've become uh, really good friends. Uh, Jim Rice, Dennis Eckersley, the guys in studio, Jerry Remy, I consider one of my closest friends. Uh, so, so that's been cool. Uh, a guy now who's more recently not retired yet. He gets, he gets pissed off when people say he's retiring is uh, Brock Holt. Uh, and I have become really good friends. I keep, he's going to be great uh, on TV someday. And so I yep. keep saying, you know, let's go, come, come join me in studio. And he's like, you know, would you stop trying to get me to end my career? You know, <laughs> he wants to keep playing and, and major league baseball play, pays more than Nesson does. So he's smart to keep going for a while. That's great. That's great. A lot of love the memories. You got to love the memories. That's what you also had Johnny what... Gomes there for a while too, right? Yeah. Johnny... Johnny Gomes. Oh, yeah Johnny. He did yeah, a couple it's... games on like a West coast trip, like a couple years yeah, ago. Yeah, And he was, in, he was with me in studio too. And, and he's great. We talk, uh, he's become good friends. Jared Saltolamaki and I yeah. have, uh, have stayed good friends. We talk a lot. Uh, you know, the fight, and, and, you know, really weird is like when the big names like Pedro Martinez and I have become, you know, friendly and, and David Ortiz, which is crazy. Uh, but Johnny Gomes, one of the first times he was with me in studio, and you guys have seen him. I mean, he's, it, I've got his uh, – where's his – I used to have his Sports Illustrated cover here somewhere. Uh, 
he uh, on the air, he says, you know, I've, I've never sat in the monster seats. That'd be cool. <laughs> and I'm like, well, we, we probably could pull that off, you know. And so I actually texted somebody from the Red Sox. And during the game, they got tickets. So we actually, in the postgame show, we had Wally come on stage and present monster seats to Johnny. Uh, and so for the next day, uh, Johnny and I, instead of watching it from studio, sat out on the monster and watch the game. And it was just crazy because everybody, everybody wanted to buy a beer. And I'm like, mm -hmm. dude, he, he's working. You know, he's going to yeah. come on the postgame show. Uh, but it, that was really fun because people just kept looking over like, is that John? Is that, is that Johnny Gomes? You know? <laughs> it was fun. <laughs> it's It's so, it's so great to hear those stories and just remember, uh, the Red Sox, what they once were. And unfortunately <laughs> last year, they were a little, what they once, what were. They once were a little disappointing uh, yeah, last year. Two years ago. Yeah. Yeah, but remember when they were good they, <laughs> seems like we forever can, we got a important season you hang coming on up let every... me just you oh. kids today yeah i know right, <laughs> right? I know. we went 86 years without a world series we're so, yeah we're so right? spoiled it's been <laughs> you know spoiled. my kids i have kids your age and and you know like you go three months without winning something and they're like geez boston's loser town yeah <laughs> Been like it's been like 13 months since anybody's won something. 790 days, I think it's after the really? last parade. 790 days, last parade. We went, what, 70 in between the Red Sox and Pats, and we're looking yeah. good for the Bruins. So, uh, yeah, that all changed quickly. Yeah. I, I covered, I tell this story all the time. I, I covered, I, I've covered the parades, obviously. And uh, <clears throat> I think it was, I don't know, a couple, two Patriots parades ago. Uh, and, and you go early, right? You go, they set up like the, the platform risers where the reporters stand right on the parade route. And so you're there early and, uh, people are starting to fill in on the street. You know, people are showing up now. I've been there drinking coffee, waiting. And this family goes by little family, a couple of kids, you know, one kid says to the, uh, to the dad, he says, uh, Hey, can we go stand where we always stand for parades? And I'm like, <laughs> Dude, you've got a regular place to watch. Parades, <laughs> you know, but tell people in Cleveland that you have a usual yeah. place uh, for parades and see how that goes over. Twelve in the like last. So, it feels like it's years, been so yeah. long. It's crazy. It, like it's it hasn't been, so been that long. It's you got twelve. Twelve. You got twelve this millennium. It's crazy. Um, really. So. Is. Yeah. I'm I think I think we should throw a parade if Brady wins. I mean, there should be a parade in Boston. Well, see, now you guys won't remember this. You're not old enough to remember this, but we did that. Things were so bad here because it went it went from the 86 Celtics to the 01 Patriots, right? Without yeah. a championship. Mm -hmm. So it's 15 years. Uh, four teams, 15 years. That's 60 seasons, right? In 97, was it, that Ray Bork won the Stanley Cup with Colorado? They threw him a parade here. <laughs> he came, awesome. like, he tra they traded him away from Boston so he could go win a championship. Literally, that's why he got traded. He asked them, he goes, listen, you guys aren't going to win. Can you trade me? So they traded him. Second year in Colorado, he wins a Stanley Cup and 10,000 people showed up in Boston <laughs> at Government Center to celebrate Ray Bork's Stanley Cup. So, yeah. Well, hope hopefully 2020 can give the Red Sox another parade. 2021. But 2021 
Yeah, so today was the big news. Adam Ottavino, uh, again, we talked about that. I think that's a great move. They need help in the bullpen. They need help in the starting rotation. They haven't officially announced them yet because their 40-man roster's full right now. they got to get rid of, like, three guys. So it's going to be uh, a tough week for some of the uh, younger players. They're going to have to lop a couple guys off the roster. Um, <clears throat> but they'll bring back Martin Perez, which is a good move. You know, he, he, was, he made 12 starts last year, most on the team. Wanted to be here, which is – I'm not sure everybody yeah. else did. Uh, grew up, it's strange. He grew up in Venezuela as a big Red Sox fan because Sunday Night Baseball on ESPN was always Red Sox Yankees. And so he loved uh, Pedro and he loved watching those games. So he loved the Red Sox. So, you know, he's a really good number five starter on a major league team. Last year, he ended up being the number one starter. He's not a really good number one starter. So uh, put him back where he belongs. I think he'll be good. Uh, they're going to announce Garrett Richards, which I think is a good signing. Uh, had some arm trouble, you know, Tommy John, uh, but he's coming back from that. He was really good a few years back with the Angels, uh, and and so he will help. Um, so you know, you start to talk now about Eduardo Rodriguez, Nathan Evaldi, Garrett Richards as a number three. Tanner Houck came up at the end yeah. last year. The number one pick was really good, three and zero, five three ERA. Martin Perez as the number five, and then they already signed Matt Andrees, who's yeah, you know, was Tampa Bay was a kind of starter, opener, reliever, but he, he's a veteran arm. Brian Johnson um, role, kind of. The Brian Johnson, Hector Velasquez role. That's exactly yeah. right. They didn't have that at all last year or really yeah. in 19. Uh, and then um, um, Nick Pavetta, who came in last year from Philadelphia, was 2-0 and in September when they called him up. That was the trade that sent Workman and uh, Hembry yeah. to Philadelphia. They got him and Connor Seabold, who will be in AAA at least at the beginning of the year. So they've built up that pitching depth that they really need to. At least you've got, you know, arms that should be able to answer the call. Last year, I mean, literally, yeah, <laughs> literally. I remember a friend texting me in the middle of a game last year. He goes, I want to yell at these guys, but I don't know who any of them are. Yeah, so, Austin you know, Bryce, <laughs> Matt Hall, <laughs> Joss Ostrich. Yeah. yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> uh, and all due respect to all of them. Yeah. Uh, they need to be your 25th guy, not your 14th guy which yeah. is where they were. So, so you've replaced really the back end of that with, with, you know, proven guys. Um, Guy to watch that I'm excited about is Garrett Whitlock. He's the guy they picked up from the Yankees in the Rule 5 draft. Was one of their top prospects a few years back. Had Tommy John surgery. He's always been a starter. They'll probably make him a reliever. Throws hard. Uh, so he can be in the mix for that. And then August, maybe, you get Chris Sale back. Yeah. And now everything changes, right? If Sale can start to be Sale again, and he probably won't be till 2022, but even if he's on the way there in September of 2021, now you've got a legitimate rotation. Yeah. Now all those guys move back one, you've got an ace at the top of it. And I think that's what they're looking at. I think it's wrong. A lot of people in the media, Dan Shaughnessy, other people are all saying, you know, they're going to stink this year. It's a three-year. I don't think it's a three-year. I think they believe they could be good enough to fight for a wild card this year and then go for it in 2022 when Sale is fully healthy. Yeah. Their offense can do it too. You, they were one of the best offenses in in the league last year with yeah. uh, the most hits. Exactly. That's what they do. They yeah. hit for average and they they're for adding average. power. They, they 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 need JD Martinez to come back with and, and have some of his power. But you got Bogarts, you got Devers. I believe JD Martinez is going to hit again. Listen, yeah. <clears throat> I'm not judging anybody by 2020. Uh, I probably sucked on our show too. Like 2020 yeah. stunk for everybody, right? And and so guys who didn't yeah. have a good year whatever show me what you got this year the guy though 
that's had two bad years is Andrew Benintendi. Yeah. And I, I do think he'll be back. I don't think they're going to trade him at this point. I could be wrong, but I think it's getting late. Yeah. Uh, and, and I, you know, the Kike Hernandez, they haven't announced yet, but he's coming from the Dodgers. He's mm-hmm. going to play some outfield Hunter Renfro. They signed, uh, was really good again until last year, had a bad year when he got traded to Tampa. Uh, so I think you're right. I think the uh, Christian Vasquez is one of the best hitting uh, catchers in baseball. So I think their offense is going to be fine. You just got to pitch a little bit. Last year's ERA yeah. was the highest in the history of the franchise. It, was I mean, so it literally was the worst pitching staff in no. the history of the Red Sox. I remember we said, we, I said on the podcast and probably in July, I said if they're right before the season started, if they're going to win a game, they better average eight or nine runs a game. Otherwise, they ain't coming close. Yeah. Yeah. And Open they it. did that later in the season. Yeah. Like, they actually weren't bad the second half. Of exactly. The year yeah. They had that. They were winning games seven to five. That nine game losing streak. And then Verdugo uh, got all excited never in the dugout. Back. And then right. they played a little bit better. We all yeah. thought on opening day that, hey, 50 and 10, this team's going to the World Series, crushing the <laughs> Orioles. Just. <laughs> yeah. uh, and you mentioned Verdugo. I, I overlooked Verdugo. He's going to be really good. He was really good last year. I really year. liked him. Most people probably didn't notice. Uh, people are still pissed about Mookie Betts, and, and he's always going to be you know connected to that. Uh, but the guy plays with a ton of passion, ton yeah. of energy. Kike Hernandez is a really funny, outgoing uh, guy with a great sense of humor. So I think the two of them start to become the personality of this team. I think Chavis would have been part of that, but I'm not sure Chavis is going to make the team. I mean, he's got to prove that he can hit the high fastball. You know, he's on pace for a lot of strikeouts, and and you can't do that. Yeah. Well, what do you think about? You know, obviously JD Martinez. I was I was really high on him. I was too high on JD Martinez at the yeah, start. Oh, well, we know the start yes. of last year. <laughs> How do you, how do you think, how do you, what do you think about him? Do you think he can make a, a nice, a nice bounce back this season? I do. Cause he's been too good for too long. And, and one guy he's got, a, you know, he's got a great relationship with Alex Cora and I don't want to put too much on Cora, but I think two guys particularly will be Jamie Martinez and Rafael Devers defensively uh, should really respond to the return of Alex Cora. And I think that's one of the most important reasons to bring him back. I think, you know, these guys love him. Uh, he's got a really a good way of connecting with players individually with, with, with everybody. I mean, I got a great relationship with Alex. He's just got a way to uh, a great way that, that he's able to connect with people. So, so I do think that JD Martinez will be back, you know, last year because of the social distancing rules, they couldn't use all the video that they usually use. He is a guy who is obsessed with video of his swing. Mm-hmm. You take that away and he's a different guy. So I, I hope he figures that out. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, um Go ahead, Nick. <laughs> Okay, I can go ahead again. Um, so obviously, you know, the Yankees, they got Kluber and they, they re-signed LeMahieu. And then the uh, the Blue Jays, they signed Springer. Does that concern you at all for the Red Soxes sure. right now? Yeah. Yeah, those, I mean, they're, they're both loaded again. The Yankees uh, and the, the Jamison tie-on deal yeah. they just made over the weekend is, is quietly a really good deal for them. Uh, that, that really rounds out their pitching staff. Uh, and probably means the end of Masahiro Tanaka uh, in New York. There's, in fact, there's rumors that Toronto might jump in on him. Uh, I'd love to see him with the Red Sox, but I don't think it's a good fit at this point after getting out of Vino. Uh, I, you know, I, it, I am worried about the division. I don't think Tampa's going to yeah. be quite as good as they are. I don't either. You know, you, you move Snell. I know they always seem to have the next guy ready, um, but, but there's, you know, the way that went down with Snell taking him out of the game in the World Series and, and trading him after in the backlash, I think that's something a young team is going to have to deal with that, uh, that, that won't be easy. So, 
Yeah, I think the Red Sox can battle for third best, at least in the first half of the season. Maybe things get going in the better direction. But like I said, that that might be good enough for a wild card. I don't think anybody in the AL East wins 100 games. I think you're back to, you know, 92-93 wins the division. 86-87 might get you in the playoffs. And I think the Red Sox, it's a lot of ifs. If things break the right way, should be in that 85-86 win category. Yeah. And um, so – you're you're obviously Red Sox, but you can't be oblivious to the other 29 teams in the MLB. Um, so what do you think's going on or how do you think it, it, the NL is shaping up with the Mets, Padres and then the Dodgers coming off a World Series? That's three big powerhouses, not to mention the Braves, who were three one against the Dodgers this past year. Um, who do yeah, you the, see Braves, coming- the Braves need to keep Ozuna, I, I, mm-hmm. you know, and he's kind of floating out there. Someone's going to snag him, I think, late. Maybe on a one-year deal, love him to come to Boston. Man, would he mash here. Uh, I don't see that happening again. They've kind of tied up their money. But without Ozuna, I'm not sure Atlanta's the same team. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, because he and Freeman were such a great one-two combination. Padres are loaded. Uh, I mean, the Padres have just gone out and put together, you know, a a, a super uh, rotation. Uh, and and so I think they're going to be <clears throat> really really good. Tatis is is such an exciting young player, and he's just coming into his own. Uh, but at some point, you got to show you can beat the Dodgers. Happy and, for Don Orsillo out there. Yet. Yeah, Don Orsillo's loaded mm-hmm. out there. Said, <laughs> I, I text him all the time. I was like, really, another pitcher? Yeah. Uh, and, and so yeah, slam. which is great. Yeah, yeah, Slam Diego. Um, he should, he should have liked, that was him. You know, he came up with slam Diego when they hit all those grand slams yeah. and uh, you know, he's got nothing to show. You got to copyright these things. That's my advice yeah. to you guys. You come up with a great nickname or something. You got to copyright it. All right. Are you guys, you guys know Charlie Moore, the, the fishing guy. We yep. have? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I named him the mad fisherman when it was the first year we both started. Really? I got nothing. There's like mad fish, ice cream. There's mad fish. Spices. <laughs> got mad fish. T-shirt. I get, he gave me a t-shirt once. That's he said. Thanks for the nickname. That's the reward you got. <laughs> so yeah, I got a T-shirt. He mentioned me in his book, so that was nice. Oh, yeah, there you so, go. You guys made millions off the name I gave him. Uh, but yeah, uh, Slam Diego, uh, they're going to be good, and it's going to be a great rivalry with the Dodgers, which is great because you don't always have that on the West Coast, right? Dodgers Giants used to be like that ten years ago, but it's been a while. Um, so I think that's going to be fun. Yeah, I think the rest mm-hmm. of baseball, Minnesota Twins are going to be really good. The, the Indians are going to stink. Uh, yeah. but, yeah. but the, uh, the Astros are going to be interesting, especially, uh, you know, I think JBJ is not coming back here now. Yeah. I think the Kike Hernandez yeah. thing kind of ends that. I think there was a chance. I really do. And Hein Bloom said today, he talks to him almost every day. Yeah. Uh, but there's going to be a 15, $16 million a year deal out there for Bradley. I don't think it's here, but it might be oh, Houston. Yeah. yeah. And I think it gets, he replaces Springer. Springer yeah. uh, and then that gets real interesting because Houston's still good. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. uh, what about the Nets with Lindor or the Nets, the Mets with yeah. uh, Lindor? And then now they're uh, today. I I heard that it's uh, Chris Bryant is an also potential landing spot for the Mets. Too, and that would he... be great, yeah. And they and they got McCann, uh, the catcher, mm-hmm. of earlier. Um, so they're they're quietly putting it together. Steve Cohen went in there, uh, and and you know the the new owner wants to spend money. They the GM thing was a mess, so they're gonna yeah. have, they're gonna have to overcome that. Uh, but the, uh, yeah, the Mets are, uh, the Mets are going to be good. And like I said, you know, the Braves might be taking a little bit of a step back. So that division, the Phillies are, are going to be the Phillies, you know, they're good. Um, mm-hmm. they're, they're dysfunctional, but they're good. 
Um, yeah. The Mets are always dysfunctional too. So, you know, <laughs> uh, but I think that's going to be a fun division to watch because I really think they're, it's going to be wide open again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree too. Um, I also don't know. Uh, the AL is, is looking good, but not as good as the NL. Um, so I don't know. I can't really see any team beating the Dodgers or the Padres or another team that comes out. The White Sox, however, are looking very good. They're a very yeah. young team. Um, yeah, with- I think they're probably right now on paper the best team in the American League. But I'm telling you, the Tony Larusa experiment no, uh, is going to be really interesting. In an era yeah. where managers are young and getting younger all the time, uh, Tony Larusa is not young. And, <laughs> no. and, uh, but he's a Hall of Famer. He's already in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see if he can connect. I know he can manage. I know him pretty well. He was here for a few years with Dave Dombrowski, a brilliant baseball guy. Uh, he's an analytics guy. You know what I mean? He's ahead of his time. He was kind of one of the early managers who really embraced analytics, kind of created the closer role with Dennis Eckersley as a one inning guy. Prior to that, relievers would come in and, and go three innings to end the game, right? He really created the specialization, the lefty lefty, the closer. So I, I don't think it's a case of the game passing by. I just, you know, connecting with young people becomes more and more difficult as you get older, right? Mm-hmm. Um, probably won't be listening to the same music as the guys in the clubhouse. Probably, <laughs> yeah. you know, not on TikTok, checking out what they're posting. <laughs> uh, but, but, you know, does that matter? I don't know. But it's going to be interesting to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we well, definitely saw we... a little bit of, of that last year with the Sox, especially with Devers and Bogarts and, you know, all those guys with, right. with Renicky. It was tough with Renicky too, because, you know, the age gap might've been part of it, but it was just, it was his first year and he couldn't really connect with them. Yeah. I mean, the social, you know, they weren't allowed. He had a mask on. They were, you know, yeah. They couldn't spend time together. You know, Mitch Moreland told me as another guy I've, I've, I've built a pretty good relationship with love Mitch Moreland, love, love him to come back. Yeah, they could that, grab that's looking like a, a possible possibility. Thing. I think the longer it hangs out there, he could a lefty bat. Uh, Right, just it fits in well at first base. He can, mm-hmm. uh, he can with Dahlbeck. He could uh, platoon a little bit. The, um, but you know, he. I mean, if you remember, he had a walk off, uh, maybe two weeks into the season. It was a Sunday afternoon. Uh, had a walk off home run to win the game at Fenway, mm-hmm. and he said it was so depressing because like they kind of gathered at home plate, and then if you remember, they were all using the separate suites. Yeah. So like they all went into their different rooms and yeah. quiet and showered and went home. You know, <laughs> normally you want to walk off. Everyone's in a clubhouse and the music's blasting and it's the mm-hmm. high point of the season. He said it was actually kind of one of the low points of the season because you realized it was so depressing. Yeah. Right. Well, Tom, bef- bef- um, we're going to s- wrap it up shortly, but you know, I, I got to ask you the King Kong of all baseball questions. You know, who's winning in 2021? Who's winning it all? Uh, if I was picking right now, how about just a, to me, it'd be the most bizarre world series just because you'd never, you know, the white Sox against the Padres in the world series. Yeah, how about that? Yeah, I, and they're both perfectly capable of doing it, but I just, yeah. you know, imagine two years ago, suggesting the Chicago white Sox and San Diego Padres would be in the world series. But I, I think, <clears throat> I think I'm going to go with the Padres. I, I like what they're doing. I think if they can get through the West, if they can get by the Dodgers, uh, they'll be the team to beat in the World Series. So, um, yeah, I'll go. I'll go with San Diego, and and Don Orsillo will be insufferable. I'll never hear the end of it if they win the World <laughs> Series. But yeah, those are those are two good answers. Um, we are going to wrap it up. One, I have one more quick thing. So, I watched a video the other day on Nesson where um, you went to London for the London game, and you got recognized by some fans, and they were they were from Maine. 
But when you were there, did you get actually get recognized by anyone who was from London? Uh, yeah, I did. Oh, that's yeah. funny. I did. Oh, it's a great story. Uh, we're sitting there. Do we have a minute or are we? Yeah, no, you're good. I don't know. So we're, yeah. we're sitting in Olympic Stadium. It was a really cool experience. The London trip was great, except for the actual baseball, which stunk. Uh, <laughs> but the uh, we're sitting up and they didn't have a press box. You just sat in the seats. You know, um, they had reserved sections for, for the media. And and so I'm watching the game and and the guy I, and I'm not going to I don't even remember his name, which makes it worse. Uh, but there's a guy who, who's like looking over and looking over and it's like I'm, I'm near the aisle and he's on the other side of the aisle. Right. And so finally the inning ends and he, and he comes over and goes, are you Tom Karen? I was like, yeah. You know, and he's like, well, I, you know, I spent a year in Boston, huge Red Sox fan. I've watched you, yada, yada, yada. We talked for a few minutes. I asked him his name. It's a long last name. I ask him how to spell it. I'm like, okay. And he, I said, what do you do? And he tells me, but I'm kind of, you know, watching the game. And, I'm like, and so anyway, we talk, we talk Red Sox. We talk Boston. It was really nice. And, mm -hmm. uh, and he goes and leaves. A woman comes over after and she goes, uh, what did he say? And I was like, yeah, we talked about the Red Sox. And I, who are you? And she's like, I'm a reporter for the BBC. I'm like, who was that? <laughs> Apparently, it was the guy who had lost the prime minister election like six months earlier. He's the head of the Labour Party. <laughs> I, I look at him on Twitter. He's got like a million followers. He's like <laughs> one of the top politicians in Great Britain. And he knows who and you I, are. <laughs> he knows who I am. And I have no idea. I'm like, how do you spell that? Do you uh, we spell actually did a thing like with the phone and we because I was doing these like Twitter thrift, I don't know, takeover things. And uh it was an Instagram takeover of the Nesson Instagram account. So I interviewed him, for, having no idea who he is. I'm like talking to him like he's some man on the street. And come to find out the guy was almost prime minister. Of Great, He lost to Boris Johnson. Yeah. He's now the prime minister of, uh, of Great Britain. And I'm just, you know, and he recognized me. And, and the BBC wants to know what he said. And I'm like, I don't know. He thinks they need pitching, just like everybody else. I mean, what is, you know? <laughs> so, yes, That's I did awesome. actually get recognized uh, in London. That's, that's awesome. Funny. Yeah, that's everyone in, in London, they don't they don't know what baseball is because what eighteen thirteen and seventeen to eleven they or whatever it was. It was. They thought yeah. it, you know, it's not like soccer, man. There's all kinds of action. Yeah, six know. to six at the end of the first. I, those balls were so juiced. Oh my, yeah. they that's must have been. They wanted. I thought Porcello. If you remember, Porcello started against. Them. Yeah, he did. Yeah, two yes. pretty good guys. Each guy gave up six runs in two thirds of an inning. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and and he said uh, Porcello off the record. Although I'm saying now, but but he kind of. Uh, I mean, he said, there's no doubt the ball felt different. Like they wanted there to be offense mm -hmm. uh, and they got offense. Yeah, That's crazy. 6-6 six, six after the first Yeah, inning. Chavis is hitting bombs. He's hitting off the handle and it's going 30 rows deep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my photographer's all excited. He wants to go to the pubs after. The game lasts like four hours and 40 minutes. Yeah. yeah. Everything's closed by the time we get out of there. Yeah, I know. Uh, cool yeah, experience. Just, yeah, the baseball wasn't great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I think that's it. Uh, thank you, Tom, for joining us. We had a great time. Hope you, hopefully you did as well. Um, any, any last words you want to say? No, just, uh, thanks for having me on. Uh, you guys, you know, this is great. I wish, you know, when I was in college, I wish we had this kind of stuff to do. I did a radio show and, uh, did some play by play, but, uh, but no, uh, um, you know, I, I, I'm on the uh, top 20 uh, committee that votes for hockey every week. So in your honor, I'll try to bump UMass up uh, a little bit next week. It, All right. Bump down a little bit this week. Today wasn't, the, wasn't a good uh, no. ranking for them after last weekend. Mm -hmm. but, uh, but they'll be okay. He's put together a great program there. And uh, mm -hmm. so hopefully we'll get to see them at the, uh, 
at the Hockey East tournament at the Garden later in March. Yep. All right. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining Thanks, us. Thank you. Good luck Thank for you. the rest Tom. of the year. Thanks, Thank guys. Go socks. Go socks. Once again, Tom Karen, thank you for joining us on our podcast. But now we got some conference championship football to talk. Foosball. Foosball. The conference championship games were last night or yesterday afternoon, last night between Tampa Bay. What? Did anyone go two for two on picks? Or? I, I went no. one for one. We all went one I went one. 0 for Everyone 2. Won. Oh, Andrew oh, went well, for and, two. Andrew went over Bills. Andrew took he's the Bills, a, yeah. But I, just, I, also, I was the only one who took the Bucks. He's also in last, so it doesn't even matter. I he thought, yeah, I, probably, I was going to go Chiefs, but I wanted the Bills. So That's okay. Um, but yeah, big games yesterday. We'll start with the Packers-Bucks. And I just want to start by saying hashtag bah. fire Matt LaFleur for that atrocious See, definitely I was a questionable call. As a for sure. as a Fire frequent frequent listener of uh, Felger and Maz. Oh my gosh! Do you say? I, I think he says frequent listener every time. Um, Are you a frequent listener? Felger and Maz, listener? if you're listening to this, Brian's a frequent listener. I would love to have <laughs> Maz. We I checked you out in Dick's Sporting Goods two summers ago. Remember, register four. Yeah, my guy. Um, register hey. four. Oh my. God. Um. So they said they brought up a great point. There are really only. Belichick and maybe not even others. Re- honestly, every other head coach now is a coordinator. They're either a defensive guy or an offensive guy. There's no guy that like actually Andy Reed, when the defense is on the field, he's sitting on the bench with Mahomes. He's not watching the game. Yeah. Matt LaFleur, he could care less what was going on the field there in the end of that first half. He was thinking, what are we going to do when we get the ball out of the first half? He was looking at his play sheet. How are we going to go down and score? Tampa's just going to chuck it deep or throw a quick out and try a 60-yard field goal here. It doesn't matter. So he's thinking, what are we going to do at a halftime? He's going to think about that on the field when he gets in the locker room for that 10 minutes in the locker room. That's what, that's what he's going to say. Instead, his bonehead defensive coordinator is putting seven guys in the box and a no high safety and Scotty Miller's dusting whatever that guy's name is for an easy layup touchdown. And layup touchdown. That's, Kevin King or Kev yeah, King? I think so. Marquette King. That's oh, something King. <laughs> King. I think it's Kevin King. But so that's the issue now. There really isn't head coaches that are head coaches. They're all coordinators. They're all Sean McVay. I would give another one like Belichick. I guess, he, I guess he's a both sides of the ball. Don't have, I guess on the, on the poor, on the, the the poor teams that don't have good quarterbacks, you could you could say because the quarterbacks play a very fundamental role in, in the offense. Like the Lions, Matt Patricia was a defensive coordinator. Exactly, that's the thing. Like obviously, head coaches they're not just going to really become a head coach. That pretty much never happens. So they're all a coordinator at some point. But even even Brian Flores, he's a defensive guy. When he was in New England to start, he worked on the offense, and then he started working on the defense, then he became a defensive guy. But he at least, I mean, I feel like everyone in the Patriots who comes out of here has at least some kind of better sense of what to do. But it's that's the problem with all, especially these young coaches. They're, they're such set on one part of the game that they're like, oh, I'll have, I'll have my guys handle the rest. At the end of the day, you're the head coach guy. You're the one who's who's taking the press conferences at the end of the game. It's not the defensive coordinator. You're the one who has to answer these questions. So, in Green Bay, they choked. They they had so many opportunities. Like this, like everyone's like, oh, they should have won. It was a bad call. Well, it was pass interference. The guy's jersey was yanked ten yeah, feet. There's something. Exactly. I just don't like the late call. I don't like the. You don't like the, the late call, the late but call, then you go. It Green should have been Bay, called. Green Bay gave up the touchdown at the in the end of the first half. That was they terrible. Couldn't yep. score first and goal at the five. 
Rodgers made a bad throw to Adams. Adams should have caught it. Then they just kept forcing it to Adams. He throws it to the back of the end zone to Adams when Lazard was wide open over the middle. They kick another short field goal. They kicked the field goal at the end of the game for who knows why. Like they had, it's like New Orleans when they lost to the Rams. You're down that you can't kick field goals and you got to execute when you have the ball. Mm-hmm. The Rams threw an interception when they got the ball to start overtime. All you had to do is go down and score. You win the game, and they kicked two field goals inside the ten in that game. That's why yeah. you lose. It's not. It's it's not the refs' fault. You guys blew it. Green yeah. Bay straight up blew it. Tom Green Brady Bay. handed you three interceptions, mm-hmm. and you got bad six ones points, too. Six terrible points ones. off. Six points off of them. That's yeah. terrible. Yeah. Terrible. I mean, Green Bay two for four in the red zone. You can't do that, especially in the NFC Championship game. And then two especially picks with in the Devontae Adams on your yeah. How are you not scoring touchdowns? And you can't. You <laughs> seriously, it happened to them yesterday. You cannot get an interception and then go three and out. Yeah, here's the thing: cannot do that. Exactly. I like this. I like this conversation we're having here, but I also want to point out because this is actually perfect because no one ever blames Rodgers. I think this is all. I he think, is not a good. This is. A thing. I think so the blame for, needs yeah. to go for Rodgers. Let me. Let me give. Let me just shout, throw out some quick facts. No Home field advantage. Rodgers, coach. I'm taking the floor over. Taking the floor. I think the floor is a better coach. Twenty six. And Arians. Arians. Yeah, I for think the sure. floor is a better coach. No yeah. way. Lafleur. Then who? That was sarcasm. Then Arians. Nick. Yes, no, that was sarcasm. Receiving weapons. Receiving weapons. I'm going to argue I'll take Rodgers' re- receiving weapons. I- no. I'll argue that. I'll take the no. league's best receiver. I'll take a should have been, t- been Pro Bowl tight end. Sure? I'll take two other, I'll take two other ver- fairly decent receivers. Lazard's not a bad option. And Dallas Over Gaines is a good Godwin, for Evans, Gronk, so, great. Yeah. So here's AB. why, here's why I take – so, No, first of all, it's Don't not even. the argument? Devontae Adams is much better than any other receiver on the field. But that's the problem, is that he's, the, he's so much better than any other receiver on the field. When Rodgers gets down to the red zone, he did this a bunch. He's just Adams, He's forcing Adams, it to Adams, him. Adams, Adams, Adams. He's not open. That's all he looks that's for. That's what Buffalo couldn't do. They couldn't cover yeah. the two guys they had to. If, exactly. if you're the Patriots, Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill aren't combining for 290 yards and, and 22 catches. They're combining for 10 catches for 100 yards because they're getting locked up. You know who's going to pop off? Nicole Hardman because you don't care about him. You're going to live and die with the third or fourth guy going off. That's what always happens with Bill. You lock up the first option, you lock up the second option, and you live and die by Jonathan Jones on your other guy. That's what yeah. you do. You use your best players. Green Bay forced it. Tampa did a great job by – Adams didn't have a good game. He didn't do anything special. He got a couple no, of votes and had some runs after the catch. That's all he mm-hmm. did. He did nothing. Yeah, I Todd Bowles, credit to him. He had yeah. a good plan. I mean, mm-hmm. I want to feel like Brady sure. had some kind of input on how to win a playoff game. But yeah. Regardless, regardless. It's impressive. Regardless, defense, advantage Green Bay. And I'm taking, and I'm. No. 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 Not even remotely close. No. No. Sir. No. Tampa Bay's defense is good. No. They're really good. Yeah. They're very. Are you okay? In my opinion, that's that's what kept them in the game. Brady, Brady, as as much as as much as everyone here is a Brady fan. As much as here everyone's a Brady fan here, he did not have a great game. He made some really poor decisions. He had a touchdown to Godwin in the first half where Godwin had to make a nice adjustment on a tip pass to even make the catch. He made His interceptions were really bad, um, yet he still somehow won because, I don't know, I don't understand him. But his defense came up huge. Green Bay's defense didn't really come up huge. That's why they, they that Green Bay um, 
They, they were like the number one or two offense in the entire league this year. Their defense, they would win games like, I don't know, 45 to 30 or something like that. Their defense would let up a ton of points, but their offense would score more because their offense was just better than the other team's offense. Yeah. Okay, Green Bay's so defense wasn't that good. Green Bay's defense isn't playing, but before, 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 you know, I say you're right, Tampa Bay's got a better defense. I think that overreaction was a little bit. No, I don't think. No, I don't it's think they're for sure defense. the best defense. Their front seven played really there's, well. There's not they a single position group on the, on the Green Bay oh, exactly. defense that's better. Hold on. Green Bay's de- obviously Tampa's defense played better. They play a better game, but in the season going into the game, Buccaneers defense bottom half of the league in pass defense. Yeah, they're number one in run defense, but Green Bay's not a rush defense team. Green Bay pass defense sixth, run defense top fifteen. I'm just saying, like that wasn't that reaction wasn't warranted. Green Bay's got a good defense. They have a good defense. Maybe not advantage, but they got a really good defense. It's an okay defense. It's not regardless. Great. As we know it, Rodgers is the MVP. Yet he lost to a 43-year-old. And for those who ever, whoever thought that, you know, would put Rod, what those idiots that would put Rodgers even in the GOAT conversation, Green Bay's defense held Brady to 19 first downs, which for reference, Buffalo didn't play a great game. They had 24. Kansas State had 29 first downs. That's pretty big, dif- pretty big difference. Yeah. Rodgers, and you know what's funny? Rodgers asking his defense, begging his defense, get me a stop. They got your three second half picks. Three. He scored six points off him. Mm-hmm. Just saying, he can't play and from yet, behind. That's what Brady does. Brady best, made three, three big mistakes in the second half. Tom Brady made three big mistakes in the second half, yet he wakes up this morning with as many NFC championships in one season than Rodgers has in his whole career. Wait, Rogers I don't understand. Right. Like that last, Rodgers is last. Let me just say this. We need to start being a little more critical of Aaron Rodgers. His last 15 playoff games, seven and eight. Brady wins those games. Same with Brees. You need to do this good. exact same Brady, thing with Drew Brees. Brady Drew wins Brees those games. Rodgers is 7-8. and 7-8. They, they put up good stats during the playoffs, but these guys don't freaking win. I don't care you what? put up good stats. Brady these guys is can't so win a big game ever, and they never Brady's, have. People are saying, like, oh, Rodgers is still a great. Brady's career is so much better than Aaron Rodgers. People don't understand. It's Brady insane. beat Rodgers. Brady goes and wins six rings with New England, makes nine Super Bowls, makes the nine Super Bowls with New England. Then for fun, says, I'll go to Tampa, completely random team on the other side of the map, and then goes to the Super Bowl. Hmm. It's crazy. Tampa, a hopeless franchise. The Buccaneers, a hopeless franchise. Mm-hmm. Took them to a Super hopeless Bowl. Hopeless is, is a little bit of a stretch. They were 79 last year, and all they, they did was chase the quarterback and They Ad stunk Robert before Caster. Brady got there. They stunk before Brady got there. That was, they weren't a good franchise before Brady they got there. They didn't stink. They were a mediocre team. They had Brady a good took offense. Them, Brady took them to the Super Bowl. It doesn't matter. They, can't, they, could, they weren't winning games. Brady took them to the Super Which Bowl. I don't know how, because watching that game yesterday, he really didn't look that good. He had a lot and of mistakes. He threw a lot of checkdowns, which, I mean, that's pretty much what he's been doing the last five years as his arm strength has decreased. But his, like, his mistakes, I, people... the two, so the pass to Evans was slightly high, but Evans probably just missed time that jump. He probably could have caught that. The heave to Evans down the sideline. Evans that was just, bad. That Evans was really wasn't bad. ready for it. That's a play Brady makes when he gets bull rushed. And, I mean, also all Evans for, had to do was Fournette. slow down and so yeah, play basketball. Way, I don't Fournette really picked the wrong side of, oh, the, yeah, of for, pass Fournette protection. Fournette freaking didn't block the right way. So Brady, yeah. first of all, Brady played great in the first half. He was 7-7 seven seven for 150 yards on third down in the first half. That's incredible. When mm-hmm. it matters, Brady's making the play. Like, By the way, when I say Green Bay's receivers are – oh, I think Green Bay's got better – Rodgers have better weapons than Brady – um, I don't think Evans is that good, to be honest. I, th- I don't I either. Think I, don't think I think he's overrated. I do Godwin, too, did not, Godwin, did, Godwin, Godwin didn't really play well. 
Brown's been hurt. He's nothing special. Tight end's old. Just, I'm but just they saying. got Scotty freaking Miller. I think Rodgers might. I think Rogers might have maybe close to the upper hand on Brady. But regardless, regardless, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, this wasn't. People are saying, "Oh, how great Tom Brady is!" Yeah, he made a Super Bowl. That's fantastic. He won three straight road games in the playoffs at the age of at the age of forty three. That's fantastic. He's the goat. This wasn't as much as Brady being great as much as Rogers absolutely choking. I yeah. this is this was the deciding factor for me when I picked the green when I picked Green Bay to win. I was like Green Bay, what they what they had this year that Kansas City didn't have two years ago when they lost to New England in the championship game was that they had a quarterback that knows how to close out games. Rogers had three chances. And Blue. does he really know how to close out games? I mean, Rod- he's I done Rogers it a couple times in the divisional people. round to get to championship games, but I thought not like really. Rogers. He's got bailed out twice thing, against Dallas. He should have two think, less wins than he has. He should be I think the one thing I think the one deciding factor is that Mahomes was, was his first rodeo, and this isn't Rodgers. And I think it was it was going to be a similar game, and it was scoring wise similar game. It just Rodgers he he choked. This is Rodgers. Like, Rodgers not being able to finish. More, his first more home game. Brady being, NFC championship. Yeah, I, I, that, yeah. So at the end of the day, yeah, I don't that's think what I was much. thinking. I thought it was going to be different, but it clearly wasn't. They had the fans. He's just I not. Don't, he hasn't had the this, success. He's won more MVPs than Brady. He has similar offensive stats, but at the end of the day, you got you're not winning the important game, and he, you really he never had, have. He had. I could argue that he had a better team this year than any of Brady's Super Bowl winning teams. Like he, he had such a good team. Twenty four teams good, team was pretty good. Yeah. He had, Rogers had even such a good team. 2016's team was probably even better. We that can we can debate this all we want, but he had such a good team, such a great chance, having the best, having one of the best seasons of his career, and he couldn't close it. You had multiple chances too. It's not like he had one chance and you blew it. He had more than one chance, more than one chance, and he couldn't come through. This is more. This is not Brady being great. I think people are overreacting on the Brady greatness. Mm-hmm. He went to the Super Bowl. I'm not. I'm not saying Brady's not great. He went to the Super Bowl. This is fantastic for him, but. The reason that Tampa Bay won, Brady should be lucky that Rodgers wasn't on today or yesterday. Because if Rodgers was on and he could close that game out in the stretch, we're talking Packers Chiefs. Rodgers didn't even Rogers, have to be on. He just Rogers had to blew it. He blew. He had to be it. competent. He, had to be, he had to be mediocre. That's all he had to do. Had to but instead, a, he, he yeah, was exactly. terrible. And he's gonna leave. He is. He's retiring. Yeah, he's leaving. Know. He's out of Green Bay. He's done. I, with I, that. I was gonna bring that up, but I thought I was gonna get crucified for saying that. Uh, it's yeah. not. It's not. It's not crazy to think that Rogers saying that. He's fed up with that team. Implies that no, he's, he's fed up for the front office. He's yeah, fed up with the front office. I think, they don't I draft think, anyone for him. I think that look, you just you had everything going from that was his game to win for the taking, and you lost to a forty-three year old. And you know what? Rodgers is going to be older next year. Brady ages like fine wine. He's never. He's not getting any older next year. We know that. And he's going to be back next year. I mean, Brady's which is crazy. Un- if he wins, does he? he hell, let's do Green it again. <laughs> Rodgers is not going to have the season he had this year. That he won't have the. He won't play the same next year. He knows that. This was his best chance. Aaron Jones. They're not going to pay him. Like they're losing. This was his best. This was Rodgers' best chance to win a Super Bowl, and he blew it. Mm-hmm. I, I, I totally understand him saying there's a lot of unknowns, especially right after the fact, right after you lose like that. I, I'd, I'd be contemplating retirement if I were him right after that. I'd be thinking, my God, I can't beat this guy. How am I going to be him next year? I can't. I like, could, we, I two, we, two chances to beat him this year. Didn't do it. How am I going to beat him next year? Like, we praise Rodgers and Breeze. Breeze hasn't won a Super Bowl, and now that he's retired, won a Super Bowl at the age of 29, and is going to go all of his 30s and pretty much his prime without winning. And Rodgers, at 37 right now, hasn't won since he was 26. And he went literally his prime with that winning. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, he he was so oh man, I just poor Aaron Rodgers, but dude, it was your it was your own fault. It was. You are the reason at this moment in time. Now, you're the reason they got to the NFC Championship game and were so dominant, but you, at the end of the day, are also the reason that they are going to be watching the Super Bowl from their couches. Yeah. But mm-hmm. whether they made it to the Super Bowl or not, they were not going to win. And it's, I, I just, it's, an, it's kind of an incredible stat. So first off, the passing leader has never actually won a Super Bowl. That's kind of bizarre. And an MVP hasn't won the Super Bowl since 1999. It's actually kind of crazy. Happens. Yeah, the odds crazy. are against him. Maybe the odds are against him in the Super Bowl, but I just I think the fact that he was able to finally get past the NFC Championship game again, I think that would be a, something to build on for next season. Obviously, you want to win that ring, but you're playing Mahomes, Kelsey, you know, Hill, all those guys. It's, you know, yeah. it's always the odds are going to be against you. They're going to be underdogs anyways. I kind of wish it was Packers-Chiefs, though, because I wanted that high-scoring Super Bowl. Now I don't think it's going to be high-scoring because Tampa's defense is good enough to stop – or not stop. There's no stopping. Slow down a little bit of what the Chiefs can do. I think I think that, for me, for, for it to be the best Super Bowl, I think Mahomes would have had to beat Buffalo. I just I just don't think Allen's there yet. Plus, just the whole name thing in my Mahomes mind. Mahomes like, did beat wanna... Buffalo. Yes, no. Yes, I know. I said, if, I said if, Al, if, Allen, if Allen had won – you know, I just don't think this Allen Brady, yeah, Mahomes Brady. I like that. Oh, this is this is what the NFL wanted. This is exactly what they wanted. Or I mean, Mahomes Rogers isn't terrible either. That's no, a they, want, they that wanted like Mahomes Brady. No, of 100%. course they want Mahomes Brady, but this is a I which is I crazy. Be satisfied with Mahomes Rogers. NFL fans are like, oh, Brady's finally out of New England. No more Patriots in the Super Bowl. And Brady's like, why? What about me? I ain't gone this yet. Is, this is, I think this is going to be forever be one of Mahomes' biggest game of his career, this one game, because he gets – I mean, I, mean, and Tom, I, I think – I don't know. Someone, if he loses this, who, he's still going to win the next eight. No, no, I know, but who – who? someone alluded to this. I saw – I heard this somewhere, but he's going to be – if he wins this game, he's probably not going to play Brady again. I mean, maybe if they meet in the Super Bowl next year, if – but that's a big if. But he won't play – Brady will be retired by the next, the next time the those two divisions will meet. Um, and – you know, it's just if he can go home saying, I got to play Brady four times and we split the GOAT, me, split 2-2, two, two, that's pretty good. Instead of losing 3-1 and losing out of the Super Bowl, that's pretty good. I think it's yeah, a bad thing. Again, there's, a lot of, there's a lot more to this for Mahomes than just a Super Bowl. Yeah, but if he oh, loses he again, two, they're, they're going to win. No, it's 2-1 it's Brady. Brady won twice in 2018, and Mahomes won in 2019. And this. Oh, year. sorry. Yes, no. It is two two. It's the it's the it's the grudge match. That's right. I'm sorry. It's a grudge match. So this is the one. Imagine saying you beat Tom Brady in the series three games to two, five times. That'd be pretty cool. The refs lost us against saying Nikhil Harry. Yes, that yes, bounds. yes. No, yeah. We all know that one right there. But it's in the past. The offsides was also in the Patriots' favor, though, even though it didn't really affect the play. Oh, yeah, so it evens out. Help the Patriots. A little it bit evens more. out. It evens out. So we can say that it's Frank two Clark two. Clark it evens offsides. Out. Yeah, but it didn't affect the play. I mean, it was kind of an interception that ended the game. Yeah. No, I know, but he wasn't rushed because he felt pressure because of the offsides. Oh, oh, yeah. Like that's what that I was mean. also like, three yards offsides. No, He's I like, know, I know. What but... about Foon? But still, regardless. How do you not look in? You're like realize you're past the lineman. Like, buddy, what yeah. are you doing? You're just like, wait, my head is lined up with theirs. Maybe I should back up a little bit. <laughs> I know. Ref, how's this line up in the backfield? <laughs> <laughs> Am I good? I good? That's yeah. like that's like in Madden right, when you right when, next when to you Brady, take... it's just like, 
Am I good? good? Yeah, it's like uh, in yeah, Madden when you take 10 your, yards and you'll be good. When you, when you take your safety and like go around the lineman <laughs> and they're in the backfield, you're going to get an offsides, but you'll get a free shot at the quarterback. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, the Super Bowl is set. We don't really need to talk about the AFC Championship game because that will oh, I, really... I mean, we can, I, but I saw it was... From my, game should have been close, but Buffalo couldn't execute. Should have, could have, nope. would have. I saw... I mean, I here's the it's, thing. This is Allen's first AFC Championship game. This is his first game on the big stage, and he's got to do it in Arrowhead Stadium. I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I With saw this Jackson Mahomes in attendance. I said Kansas City, was, Kansas City was pretty much going to roll. I mean, yeah, they got down like 9 nothing early. Luke said they're going to go down a little bit early. but That's what yeah. they do in the playoffs. They, they, do, they, 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 do. Got, they, got over, they got over that in the blink of an eye, and they just they controlled the game after that. Kansas yeah. City, that, because the, big, the, telling, the, the, reason I, the main reason I took Kansas City was in the regular season. KCB Buffalo. Now I know the conditions of which the game were played at and all the parameters of the game and whatnot played on a Tuesday. It wasn't in Buffalo's favor, but Kansas City ran them up for 245 yards. And I said it was like, it was the most rushing yards Kansas City had ever had in the game since week 16 of 2012 and 245 and Mahomes didn't play his best game. They still rolled. And I'm thinking oh, Mahomes plays good. This game, it, it's over. If Mahomes play, if Mahomes, they catch Mahomes on the, on the right day. This is over. And, they sure enough they caught Mahomes on the, on the right day. Well, for Kansas City at least. Yeah. And you know, they had chances to cash in though. They did have day. chances. Why? Why? I mean, and it's the classic like mental mistake on a stretch where like the game's over, but you know it's well I can make a two possession game, go kick the field goal, make it a sixteen point game, and at least make it look better, make it look like a two possession game instead he goes for two. I know he had to do it at some point, but that put the game out of reach officially. Yeah, and like yeah, if go ahead, Buffalo. Andrew. Yeah, Buffalo. I mean, like Brian said, they had chances. I mean, you cannot go two for five in the red zone against Kansas City, and you also can't go five of fourteen on third down. I mean, it's just simple. You got to get first downs, and you have to cash in. Yes, I mean, obviously they were going to score a touchdown when they had the ball at the three yard line after a muffed fumble or a muffed punt. So, I mean, it's just. You, you got to cash in. When you get into the red zone, you can't settle for for field goals. Yeah. First of all, when you're Not playing in a, when you're playing in a conference championship game, and two, when you're playing against Patrick Mahomes, you can't do that. And I think the the big reason, the the big thing I'm impressed about, sorry, is from from Kansas City that will they'll this it won't be the case against Tampa Bay, but Kansas State did a really good job of limiting Josh Allen those those big deep balls that he's so he's so good at. I mean. They really did a good job preventing that, and that, that's the big spark to the Bills' offense when he's able to complete those passes downfield to guys like Diggs, Beasley, and Davis. That, those, Clearly, those kind of big plays it. provide the spark, and Kansas City, they really shut that down. Clearly, Josh Allen was more than uncomfortable. Lad got the snap and then just booked it 20 yards backwards and rolled out to the right every single time. He made a lot of mistakes. He wasn't getting pressured. Buddy, step up in the pocket and make a throw. Like you Remember, don't have to run thirty yards backwards and roll out and get sacked for a loss of twenty every time. Like right, and th- I, 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 I kind of knew that it, there, there. Allen's prone to make mental mistakes. I mean, I remember the last time he was in the playoffs and he lateraled it against Houston for no reason. <laughs> well, he almost did that again. <laughs> Thank God it was recovered. He was, he was running up the sideline in like the like, second quarter and did like a fake pitch, and I'm like, buddy, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> but like, I just, I don't. Josh Allen, I said Josh Allen. Josh Allen's not quite there yet. He need, he needs to get his foot wet. He needs to get yeah. his feet wet. Next year, next year he'll be back. Next year it'll be both Bills Chiefs again, likely. Next year it'll be Bills Chiefs. I, I've clearly, I mean, after seeing the Diggs things, I think Diggs might be a little motivated next year. 
But yeah. um, I think it'll be Bills Chiefs we, next year in the conference championship, and I, I don't think it'll be thirty-eight twenty. It wasn't thirty-eight twenty-four. It was it was more than thirty-eight twenty-four. But I don't think well, it'll be that kind of score again. The onside kick helped and all that. Well, yes, there's all but, those aspects to it. But also, Buffalo had two field goals inside the five. They. They, yeah, I mean, it, was games where, then it's, it was it's one a of those games where game. it's a... Kansas State took a 14-9 lead. For, once Kansas State took the 14-9 lead, I'm like, all right. All right. Yeah. And then, if I mean... I, go ahead. Go, I mean, congrats on for the um, Kansas City defense. 11 targets for Diggs, only six catches. I mean, that's your number that's, one guy. That's, that's good. Exactly. Yeah. That's what, you, that's, that's what they had to do, and that's... I mean, they did it, so... When you take so, away yeah. the number one option, it's it's and tough. And they don't to necessarily have a shutdown corner too. They did really well. No, and they also also Buffalo doesn't have a running game. So they were they were they were Najee Harris. Yeah, they were sticky on receivers all night, and this is why if I'm Bruce Arians, my game plan for the Super Bowl is not centered around Brady. It's centered around Leonard Fournette and Ronald Jones for two reasons. One. The Kansas City defense played a fantastic game against probably, if not the best, a top three passing offense in the entire league. Josh Allen, the Bills, was that were that uh, offense the entire year. They shut them down. Second reason is just the ability that uh, the Chiefs have of putting up points in mass numbers in such a quick amount of time. If you run the ball and and keep the Chiefs' offense off the field for long periods of time and not throw and get into third down and short situations and three plays and then have to punt, have a three and out, then you're going to have a good chance of winning. They can't have a ton of three and outs. They have to have long drives to keep the chiefs offense off the field to prevent points from being put up on the board so quickly by Kansas city. And I think they will be more effective in the run, especially with Tom Brady's arm strength. You know, he hasn't really shown he has a ton left. I mean, that was a nice deep throw to Scotty Miller, but other than that, this playoff run, he really hasn't shown that he can throw the ball that far. Man, so if I'm Bruce Arians, I'm, I'm centering. No, I know. Yeah, he even that was really only that there. He, had no, he I can know, still throw it sixty yards if he needs to. No, yeah. I know. But I if if I'm Bruce Arians, based off of the how the AFC Championship game went and just the overall nature of the Kansas City Chiefs offense, I'm focusing run heavy for this Super Bowl game. Yeah. Yeah. If I'm the Patriots, get against the Chiefs when they win. You own time exactly. possession. Patriots first the, half, even though it was a, it went to overtime and they gave up 31 points, they're up 14 nothing at halftime. Mahomes was doing jack squat. We had an eight-minute drive to open the game. Michelle ran for like 100 yards in the first half, and Brady threw a pick from the one-yard line in the end zone. It should have been 21 nothing. So if you play a game like that where you dominate the time of possession, just go first down. Like how I play you and Madden, Luke. Game four, game oh, three, game so four, game stupid. three, game four, game five, game no. two, game eight. Like so. short games, keep it going. Oh, easy. Here's easy my money. issue. Easy Here's my issue with the, the dom- with Tampa dominating time possession. I get it, but Kansas City, they abs they they can score so quickly. That that's the point. I'm saying that's why Buddy. you want to keep them off the field. <laughs> I guess. Yes. Yes. That's how it works. So that's guess, that's yeah. why they have to center their their offense around. Uh, you want to limit the amount of possessions they have. Exactly. And and I by think it's going to be ball, great Super Bowl either way. And by and running the ball, you limit the. Uh, well, I don't know if it's limiting, but you also don't want to turn the ball over because if you turn the ball over, that is huge. Unless you get a ton of turnovers on the Chiefs, which is very unlikely. 
Brady has to be super careful with the ball and can't just, you know, throw it errantly like he did against the, the Packers last yeah. night. He has, this is very, he has to protect it a lot. Owning the time possession, I mean, the most important part of that is when it comes to a close game in the fourth quarter, that defense is going to be tired. That is the most important part. You need to get yeah. that defense tired. You need to make sure that you – and when they're tired, you got to score points. There's no question about it. That's the only way you're going to win, and that's what Brady does. Brady always comes up in the fourth. Well, I mean, he didn't really yesterday kind of kind of muff that one, but in, he didn't a, in, need in to. his past, yeah, exactly. He didn't need to. In his past, when he's down or it's close, he makes it count, and that's exactly what he's going to do. He's going to make it easy for himself if they own time of possession so that the defense is very tired. I mean, that's how you got to that's how Tom and Brady it, wins Super Bowls. That's how he's going to win this Super Bowl if he It'll does. it'll work in in Tampa's favor because Kansas City has bottom half in the league in run defense so f- over the 2020 2021 season. So it should work in theoretically in Tampa's favor. My only concern for Tampa is that god forbid they this this plan fails poorly and they get behind early and then they have to start throwing the ball. I'm worried that I mean, as good as, as good as Brady is, he's 43, and Mahomes is getting better every year. I'm worried can Brady keep up with Patrick Mahomes? I think he can. I think he can keep up with Mahomes, but it's he's you know, it's yeah. You know, I'm still worried yeah. that that because every time every time you know the every time they've they've met, it's been you know it's been well the one time this year when Brady was in the box, it was Brady playing catch up and he couldn't he couldn't catch up. But when he was yeah. on the Patriots, or he, was, he couldn't muster or relish either. When yeah, uh-huh. when he was on when he was on the Patriots, it seemed as though it's you know it, especially the two games, the one in the regular season that Andrew you you got to witness in person, yeah, and then the postseason appearance when it went to overtime that it was Mahomes ended up catching up to Brady, right? So Brady had the early lead, so he was able to hang on to it, so he wasn't he didn't have to suffer at the foot of Patrick Mahomes dominating time, dominating the the score of the entire game this so that's i think the only way tampa is going to win is if they need to control time possession but they also can't fall behind so you know we've seen baltimore control time possession but they can't find pater right tampa's obviously different teams they need to be able to get into the end zone and yeah. be able to also control a score you want mahomes playing catch-up because i frankly i don't think tom brady can play catch-up especially against patrick mahomes no Brady can't Brady can't play like Brady in the first quarter of Super Bowls. He's got to score early. Right. He cannot so he, go scoreless in the first quarter. And he has to be prepared to be, you know, the dominating time possession works fine, but you know, if there's two variables, if if the Chiefs keep answering, that's that's going to hurt you a little bit and if at the same time, you fall behind. You got to turn to the passing game, and I think at the at the end of the game, Which Super Bowl's always at the end of the game. Yes. Super Bowl's always turned into a passing contest. That's why the Chiefs won last year because Garoppolo couldn't pass. Yeah, he missed the he missed the, he missed the, the game winner, the, the Sanders. He missed that downfield. And great quarterbacks make those throws. Garoppolo could make that throw. That's why the Chiefs won last year. Yeah, because Garoppolo's not a great quarterback. And <laughs> no. ended ended up as you know throwing out the thirteen to three Patriots Super Bowl win twenty eighteen. You know, these Super Bowls, they come down the stretch. It's generally a passing game. It's generally, you know, a, it's a punching match. And mm-hmm. you don't want – Brady doesn't want to be behind multi-scores when it comes to this punching no. match. Mahomes, he Mahomes, can't. Mahomes, it's still dangerous for Mahomes for anyone to be down by this much. But Mahomes can at least – we know he can dig himself out of this hole. I don't know if Brady can. Brady played ahead the entire game against Washington. He played ahead the entire game against New, or- 
pretty much the entire game against the ones. They went they went down a little early, I think, but they pretty much controlled the whole second half. And they went down the they were they were up the entire game against Green Bay. Um, and you know we've seen Bray's regular season record. He's only he only beat one team above five hundred in the regular season. That was Green Bay. That was the only team above five hundred he beat. So it was obvious in the regular season. Obviously, he's a different quarterback now. But it was obvious back then that he couldn't really catch up, compete with these, these, these really strong teams. These good teams. It was tough for him to compete with them, especially in these shootouts. So I mean, for Tom, he's got to. They got to, like I said, control time possession, but they also can't fall behind. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I think that's it. Do we have anything else that we want to talk about or say? Cool. Uh, final thoughts? Uh, final thought is um, uh, Cole Beasley. What a beast. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This season with a broken fibula. How the heck do you do that? I know. It's pretty incredible. <laughs> that's nuts. It is the. It is the like, seriously, how the heck yeah. do you do that? It's, that's pretty Adrenaline. incredible. How do you Adrenaline run? How do you, how do you. Well, shot up on his legs, probably numb. Probably doesn't feel anything. But exactly. Still, how, how cold was it during the game? It was 14. Yeah, it but he was actually like half the season 40. with it. Exactly. I'd kill for a 40 degree day in Framingham right now. Facts. Well, too bad you're getting 12. Ooh, Brian, Brian getting negative, negative eight on a moving day. Oh, yeah. Next time you'll, the lovely listeners of the Big Four on YouTube will yeah. see our beautiful background. Oh, yeah. I'll be in a jail cell. So see you there. Hopefully the rumors will have an echo. Echo. Jason Tatum for three. Oh yeah, my final <laughs> and point. that is the cue to stop. My final, yeah, my <laughs> final, my final thought: Go Detroit Pistons. They're up fourteen on the Sixers right now with five minutes yeah, left because they can't go win Detroit. On the road. Go Detroit. They should have right. lost the other game too. Yeah, go Detroit. Yeah. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Want LeBron James? Sure. Thank you guys for listening. Once again, thank you to TC Tom Karen of Nesson for yes, joining thank us you very for that much, exclusive Tom. interview. Thank you, Tom. Uh, we will see you guys not on Thursday because Brian's moving in on Friday. See you later, dudes. And ladies. See you later, listeners. I'm going to tell you about my